Hey, what's happening, guys? It's your man, Bob Rock, and welcome to the B-Rock RC Show, a live podcast for the drifters by a drifter. And it's another scorching day here in Durban, in Durban, South Africa. Uh, but all in all, it's uh, it's been pretty good today. Uh, a little bit busy at work, so it's, uh, it's really nice to... Uh, settle down and uh, have this chat with you guys um, so how are you guys uh, doing what's been happening how was your weekend uh, any competitions any any drifting being done um, so this weekend I managed to to hit the track finally after a few weekends uh, it wasn't raining so that meant we could hit our outdoor track uh, which is very nice and uh, I've been meaning to to hit the track to to dial in my my chassis a little bit more um, so with that being said however I'm still not 100% happy with uh, with my settings on uh, with my current settings on the gum um, yeah the the rear is a bit loose the front end is a little bit a uh, little bit of understeer and it's 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 just not not gripping uh, enough uh, i know how to fix it i i just need a little bit of time to just get a few uh, settings going on there just try uh, a few different uh, permutations and uh, uh, and just see how it uh, how it goes i'd like to uh, switch up or rebuild my shocks out in the front and then uh, maybe switch up the oil go a little bit uh, softer and go with a little perhaps uh perhaps try out the the yokomo uh, springs the new yokomo springs out in the front and let's see how that affects the uh, the car maybe it'll give me exactly what i need hey what's happening daniel but daniel is my commodity brother welcome to the show thank you for listening um yeah so you know i just got a few things to try but um so uh okay so last week uh wasn't uh i'll be honest i wasn't really feeling last week's episode um yeah it was it was okay-ish it was okay-ish well, we spoke a little bit about uh, about being motivated and getting demotivated uh, in the hobby and and what do we do or how do we go about picking ourselves up uh, and uh, you know just trying to get back in uh, back in that that zone um, and it's something that doesn't just apply to uh, RC drifting it applies to anything in in your life uh, like when you feel down what do you do? So we spoke a little bit about that and the importance of having uh, a strong uh, group of friends and family, a strong uh, support structure that's not only there to to support you in your hobbies and your dreams and whatever you're doing, but but just being there for you generally and just uh you know just uh helping you get by your your low points and and sharing and uh sharing with you in your in your high points and uh you know you everybody needs a solid a solid group of of people who they can rely on in any way and i i'm happy to say that i i have um i have that very uh, amount or the, those very people who I can I can rely on when I'm uh, when I'm feeling down and for every different kind of aspect like if I'm feeling a bit down at work I have work colleagues who pick me up if I'm feeling down at uh, just in general in life then I have my uh, my brother and uh, my sister others and my sister and many many friends uh you know to help pick me up if i'm feeling down uh for the drifting i have my commodity family and obviously i have all you guys to to help pick me up uh what's up alex how's it Zunid? thank you so uh, thank you so much for listening guys appreciate it 
Um, the other thing we spoke about last week was uh, a little bit about uh, chassis preparation and maintenance. You do and, and uh, stuff like that. So that's been, uh, and then I shared with you guys my uh, sort of routine. Um, uh, comparatively with uh, with uh, other people, I think mine is very, uh, very low, or or not so often really. I just make sure my chassis is clean, moving parts are moving, uh, oil is where it needs to be, nothing's leaking. Um, and I just keep it uh, a little bit simple like that. I don't go uh, too deep. Uh, we also spoke a little bit about uh, the R trend. So which R trend did you join? The the rear rear motor conversion R or the RER hybrid, the D like RER hybrid trend. What's up? What's up, guy? What's up? Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, so welcome to the guys that just joined in. This is your boy, Bob Rock, and this is the B Rock RC Show, a live podcast for the drifters by a drifter. Um, hey, what's up, Stefan? Thank you again for listening. You're, I really got to uh, give a big shout out to Stefan. He's, uh, he's been an avid listener and, and follower, and uh, he's given me a lot of support when I needed it, and uh, he's just there all the time. Um, uh, and always in the chat as well. So really appreciate it, uh, Stefan. Thank you. Uh, and also another big shout out to Tice, uh for all his help with uh, with just uh, guiding me and and teaching me a little bit about uh, how you guys judge out there in in Europe. It's it's definitely uh, given me a lot of uh, insight and uh, a whole new depth of uh, perspective. Uh, when it comes to to drifting, so I really appreciate it. We're still on that on that judging part. Um, <clears throat> so far, what I've been doing is actually just going back to our conversations and rereading it, so that I can get a better, uh, fully understand what uh, what Tyson was saying when uh, when he's speaking about uh, judging. So we're taking it one one pass. Uh, sorry, one part at a time. Let's see, <laughs> Bob the voice rock. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, so Daniel says I've got. I'm not joining the R train. I went for the Osakane PDSH instead. Nice, nice. Interesting to to see. Uh, you know, uh, honestly, at f uh, I didn't really want to get into the the R train. Um. So, however. Uh, thanks to my sponsor and my good friend uh, Vivian. Um, a shout out RC Mart. Uh, I was able to get my hands on the Year Racing uh, rear motor conversion kit with the open diff. So I'm quite uh, curious how that's going to work out. Uh, and and then well, I also have the RER hybrid. So I've been using I've been using that for a little while. Uh, actually, no. <laughs> Excuse me. I've been try I've been slowly setting that car up uh, for a little while. So hopefully soon. I'm just waiting for a little package to come through, and then uh, that one will be up and running again. So it's gonna be lit, absolutely lit. Um. So yeah, on to today's episode. Um. So I managed to make it to episode ten. Episode 10, uh, something I, I didn't, at one stage, uh, I didn't think I'd make it to episode 10. But, um, you know, I, I could not, I could not have done this without you guys. And I could not have made it to episode 10 without you all. So, uh, a, a huge thank you and a huge shout out to all you guys for, for giving me the support and for listening in and uh, encouraging me to keep going when I when I wanted to give up so really appreciate it and also uh, a very influential guy who's been help, helping me along uh, young young Clooney I'm sure you guys came across it I uh, came across that guy from uh, Drift Team 420 so thank you bro I uh, really appreciate all of the help you've given me and also he's, he's designed my new uh, sort of uh, cover cover picture there so thank you very much guys 
Uh, let's see. Stefan says in Europe there's a lightweight trend. New rule: thirteen hundred gram minimal weight. Wow. Okay, that's very interesting. That's very very interesting. Uh, thirteen hundred gram minimal weight. Uh, is there a front rear weight uh, limit? Uh, like in Worlds, there was a 60-40 weight limit. The 1300 grams is crazy. <laughs> I don't think uh, my, my chassis is anywhere close to that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, very interesting to see this uh, this new trend. It was about time uh, till we till we saw uh, what the uh, what the new trend was. Let's see, 65-35. Ah, okay. Interesting. Uh, you know what? I, I actually don't have any weights to check the, the weight of my chassis. I, I actually need to to check that out. I get my hands on a weight and uh, I mean a scale and check it out. Okay, so Stefan says the R drives for me like a pendulum. Fast entry but slower mid corner speed. Hmm, I see. You know, I was, uh, I was uh, a little bit concerned about that. For me, uh, I prefer a balanced chassis. I don't mind if there's a there's a like a 6040 uh, like a 6040 uh, base I mean uh, weight bias but uh, yeah I, I prefer a, 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 a nice balanced chassis. okay let's see. So Daniel says is like, 1100 including electric what 1100 grams including electronics and the lipo that's crazy dude that's absolutely crazy how the hell did you get it that light do you have like holes all over the place in your chassis uh let's say stefan says maximum 1200 grams on the rear ready to drive oh interesting you know uh here in sa the only uh we we've added uh uh a maximum weight as a limit uh, weight limitation but i don't know if we're gonna uh, oh yes and a and a front rear weight uh limitation so i'm not sure if we're gonna go review that uh, for this year's national championship yes by the way the sarc drift nationals is happening end of august from the 29th to the 31st of august uh in at the drift trap in pretoria south africa so guys if you if you want to attend those are the dates uh if you need any info please hit me up and i will gladly provide you with all that info all international drivers are most welcome the tire restrictions are going to be yokomo c type uh, the surface is uh, uh, painted concrete, I think. Or was it painted tar? But a smooth tar. I but it's a hard surface, anyway. <laughs> it's not indoors, it's also outdoors. So you guys are all most welcome to enter. Let's see, Stefan says 6535 is, uh, is cancelled in Germany. 1200 gram max on the rear. Hmm, interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, uh, I, I have heard that yeah, yeah, that the that there is a trend of uh, going lighter with the chassis. Um, and so I've been following uh, a little bit. Who was it? Who was speaking about it? Oh yes, 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 yes. It was. Uh, James, it was uh, James and, and Tice who were speaking about it on their podcast. By the way, shout out to you guys. Uh, you guys should really listen to their podcast on uh, Tuesdays, uh, the Pace Cast. Very informative, uh, very interactive, uh, and a really nice show to watch. So, you guys make sure you catch. Um, yeah, he was saying that. Uh, uh, in, in Japan, uh, there's also a there, there's like two extremes. Uh, so the guys go like uh, really heavy or extremely light, and then now there's a trend going in between. Uh, Zuned, 
EDC is polished concrete. The drift trap is different. And it's happening at uh, the drift trap, by the way. So welcome everybody who's uh, who's just joined in. Thank you. for. Uh, so yeah, like I was saying, I've finally made it to episode 10 and it's all thanks to you guys. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, so in light of that, uh, soon is just, uh, I'm going to be doing a few, a few shirts. Yes, I know it's sort of, sort of, kind of uh, copying what Pacecast did with producing shirts. But uh, this, is, I'm not really producing it uh, to sell and make a uh, make a quick buck. I mean, if there's a few guys that do want shirts, yeah, sure, no problem. I'll I'll be sure to supply it. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, there was a little break in the network there. But I've, I've, I've kept quiet. Uh, I saw it and I didn't say anything. Okay, so like I was saying, um, uh, yeah, because I've, uh, because I've made it to episode 10 of the B-Rock RC show, I, I wanted to do a few, a little bit of merchandise. So uh, I'm just going to produce uh, about maybe five or six shirts. So if anybody uh, would like a shirt, uh, just let me know. Uh, I'll put up a, I'll put up a picture of what the shirt is gonna look like, and then if you want, by all means, go for it. Otherwise, uh, yeah, well, it is what it is. Uh, I might be giving out a few shirts on the show in the coming episodes, so uh, be sure to keep an eye or keep an ear out for that. Uh, and then maybe maybe a few other things like a few stickers and little common things, you know. So just uh, stuff for, for you guys to just say you have a little bit of memorabilia for the <laughs> for the show. Um, so one of the things I wanted to discuss today besides going over all the awesome topics that we've been talking about is um, a, a few uh, a few weeks ago, maybe one or two weeks ago, uh, someone messaged me and asked me um, how does one go about creating a club and um, and sort of building and maintaining the club? Um, yes, Perry, I think I, I actually owe you something else as well. So I will send that through to you, bro. So thank you very much. I think just inbox uh, inbox me your, your size and stuff and then I'll just keep you in, in touch with what's going on there. Um, yeah, so... Uh, about creating a club, building it, maintaining it, etc., etc. Uh, so I'm going to give a little bit of uh, history about uh, the club I founded and I'm the president of, which is the East Coast RC Drift Club. Uh, so the how it came about was uh, there wasn't any. <laughs> so Young says, "Good question. Tears and blood, mostly tears. Hundred percent, bro. Absolutely." I totally agree with that. Um, when I started the, my club, it was just uh, three of us. Uh, myself, uh, my good friend Llewellyn, and another friend, uh, or oh, well, just somebody I knew, whose name I kind of forgot right now. <laughs> I really, I, I forgot his name, but he was a very nice guy. And the three of us, we started the club because in my city of Durban, there was no uh, RC drift uh, scene or RC drifting community at the time. And this I'm talking maybe about five, five to six years back. So we came together, we started a club and um, I took it upon myself to, to do my best, uh, my best to uh, push, push the scene push the name of the club get ourselves out there get more members involved it believe me it's a lot of work especially when you're first starting out a club it's huge amounts of work especially if you are in an area or in a place where rc drifting doesn't exist or you know or people haven't heard of it and you've got nothing and you have to build it up from from scratch you have to absolutely build it from scratch which is what we did uh at the east coast uh, rc drift club um social media was 
the easiest way for me to to get out there and uh, get the name out so i i strongly focused on that and uh, i picked up a lot of uh, a lot of tricks uh, which I did on my uh, on my own, or which I learned on my own about uh, marketing, and uh, having to approach different companies and different people uh, to sort of help out uh, the club. And uh, I got to give a shout out to all those companies uh, uh, from the past and the present who uh, assist us and have assisted us uh, in the in the past getting the name out. So guys like. Uh, Asia Tees, uh, Asia Tees Hobbies has been a long supporter of the East Coast RC Drift Club uh, until the company took a different direction and unfortunately we had to part ways. Uh, it was done very amicably but we had to part ways and then um, we had, and after that, oh yes, during, during that time we also had uh, uh, streetjam.nl which is run by uh, uh, Michelle and Claudia uh, I think now it goes under the name Tory Circuit um, so yeah they've been extremely instrumental in uh, in their support by they were actually the first one of the first people to actually sponsor us anything um, and that was uh, t-shirts for my whole team so big up Michelle he's been a, a a huge uh, inspiration and a huge supporter and i'm forever in your uh, in your depth my bro uh thank you so much so uh welcome to all of the guys uh the people that's listening in uh welcome this is your boy bob rock and this is the b rock rc show a life drifter by a drifter um so yeah uh it's been rather exciting and uh yeah well, so when it comes to the club it's uh we got a it's a lot of a uh, lot of work uh trying to keep the club going and maintaining it in a in a scene where the drifters don't exist so uh, i've had to approach uh, uh okay sorry about that again we had a break in the network so uh my strategy was uh, hitting social media heavily uh, so I relied uh, a lot on Facebook and uh, hitting the automotive uh, events so all the car shows the show and shine shows um, I used to get in touch with the with the event organizers and ask them guys you know what we we just a fledgling uh, club we're trying to get this this uh, thing this RC drifting scene going here in Durban and please you know we'd like we'd like a chance to to be at your show and just give us a little a little spot that's all we ask you for and then we'll uh, uh, we'll put on a show um, so uh, I think the first pe the first people to actually give us that chance was uh, gas magazine uh, headed by a very good friend of mine uh, Harry and Yash and they uh, if it wasn't for them uh, giving us that chance to actually launch a club I, I don't think we would be where we are now so i we pretty much owe everything to them uh for the club so thank you so much gas magazine and harry and and yash uh, it's uh, an absolute uh, honor to have been partnered with you guys so that's how we've been maintaining and growing the the rc drifting community here in durban uh, a lot of our members we've m actually met through those uh, shows so yeah de definitely if you want to grow your club uh, you gotta be out there you gotta put your name out there you gotta be in the people's faces you gotta be in what I'd like to call in inverted commas the line of vision uh, meaning that wherever they look you need to you need to see your name out there or you need to see RC drifting out there and this can apply uh, to anything uh, actually it apply to whatever hobby or, or club that you want to start so that's how I went about it and and soon enough uh, we started getting recognized as those drift guys here in Durban and and ever since then we've been doing the same thing so little while after that we managed to get our own track 
managed to build a second track uh, which is now our only and main track and just by the way the Ryujin drift circuit is the only dedicated RC drift track in the whole of KZN in the entire KZN province in South Africa we have the only uh, drift track dedicated drift track more than that um, it's also uh, I'd say it's not the best uh, track in in SA but at one stage it was the it was one of the best tracks if not the best track in SA uh, that doesn't however at the same time that doesn't take away the awesome work uh, and, the, and the awesome track at uh, the drift trap uh, and now there's there's another two magnificent tracks which is uh, EDC out in Edenvale in Joburg that's a magnificent track uh, and beautiful surface and they just did a whole lot of work to it then there's um, there's the, the RC rats the drift rats they have a nice polished concrete indoor drift track which is really nice have um we have the, another amazing dynamic organic rc drift uh, track down uh, in cape town which is the home of uh, the d evo uh, the d evo guys uh, personally i think that's the most challenging uh place to to uh, to drift and here's the reason why it's because they constantly change up their track. There's never, uh, there's never a set track in there, and that's my reasoning for uh, for calling it the most challenging uh, uh, place to drift. Simply because they, the track, which is awesome. Um, however, uh, EDC has a, a number of ways where they can change up their tracks and stuff like that. Uh, but I must apologize. I went slightly off track. <laughs> um so yeah like i was saying uh, about the club so that's how i've i've built up and and maintained uh, my club so i keep a close tabs on on everybody uh, that's in my club uh, and i don't mean that in a bad way i'm not like stalking anybody <laughs> but i just uh, i just keep an eye on my on my guys and i try and uh, award them uh, op uh, opportunities uh, to drift and get their names out there and I try and uh, hook, hook us up with uh, sponsorships as much as I can. So I try and take care of my boys because at the end of the day, uh, my boys take care of me and the club. So it's important to take care of your, your people that, uh, that stick with you in the club. When it comes to the more uh, the more boring stuff about the club, like administration and things like that, honestly, in our club we run a very very relaxed, very chill, uh, system. Um, I'm I'm the the prez at the moment. There's uh, my friend. We don't really have a a vice prez. Uh, uh, it's also quite uh, democratic. Uh, I always take the opinions of all my club members, uh, and then we finally make a, a, a decision that um, that everybody can be happy with. And then, uh, then we don't have a constitution. We don't have track fees. We don't even have club fees. Uh, in fact, our club fees, our entire club fee goes to our hosting club, which is the Wanderers Club, where our track is is based and our so we actually members of that club uh in terms of, of membership fee membership so yeah and then we actually offer and that's the only that's the only cost we offer at our club only that so we're trying to get more people involved uh and then just keep it going constantly talk about uh, drifting constantly speak about the club don't let your groups die down uh, and go silent and stagnant just always keep it up even if you don't have anything to talk about put up a picture of your your car or put up a picture of what you're doing uh, even if it's just uh, a little servicing of your car you know get get the conversation going and that's how you keep people uh, interested in your uh, in the club 
So I hope that answers your questions there about uh, about creating a club, how to maintain and what what and all of those things. Um, so with saying that, how old are some of your guys' clubs? Um, like what? Are the, uh, yeah, like how old are some of your clubs? So ours is about five, going on six. D Evo, geez, I think that thing must be going on maybe about twelve, thirteen, fourteen years, maybe more. Uh, in Joburg, I'm not sure uh, where the older clubs are or who's the older clubs there. I'm really not sure. Uh, out in Europe, Japan, let us know. Uh, how old are your clubs? How how long have you been involved in your in your club? Let us know. Um, so the next thing I wanted to talk about was uh, which tracks would you like to visit? If you had a choice to go on a on a drift adventure a drift around the world just hearing different tracks which tracks would you like to visit for me it has to be japan uh first so uh i'd love to hit uh iroha circuit the new iroha circuit uh, it's very sad news to hear that uh that shift is closing uh, it's very very sad uh, because shift is actually one of the one of the more well-known tracks uh, and you know it, it's been uh, it, it's been on my bucket list to to visit shift but who knows maybe maybe like Iroha circuit uh, it'll come back because at one stage Iroha had to close down but I see they and then they've opened up again so yeah Iroha shift um uh, rcc rcc i definitely like to visit rcc uh then uh, yatabe oh you gotta be at yatabe uh that's like <laughs> that's like one of the main tracks you gotta visit you you can't go to japan and not go to yatabe uh the yatabe arena and drift there then it would have to uh close up for me at uh the d like the d like circuit jeepers gotta be a d like uh so that takes care of japan uh, i'm not too sure about uh about the tracks in indonesia malaysia those kind those kinds of areas i'm really not sure about that where the uh, where there are tracks there uh let's see what way else uh maybe I, i'd love to go to cross games uh, at some stage and then mm, let's see europe you know uh europe i wanted to go to seoul rc back when they were open but uh, unfortunately it's closed uh but i'd love to know which other uh which other tracks are there in the in the uk that one could visit um i just i know there are a couple of tracks but i just can't for the life of me i just can't remember exactly which are the uk tracks so if you guys could uh could uh, fill me in on the uk tracks we'd love to make a visit there uh let's see after that uk coming down to oh yes i gotta visit kuwait gotta visit my man asif gotta go there and hit the hit the track there uh then coming uh, coming through to the u.s gotta visit uh dory lounge oh wait wait, wait. In, in europe there's uh or the uk there's cookies am i right cookies drift lounge if i'm not mistaken yeah definitely visit there then uh yeah out in the u.s i'd love to go to uh dory dory lounge uh drift as well i think those are the two main uh main tracks i'd like to to visit and then obviously while you're in the uh, while i'm in the u.s i'd love to visit my man frank frank fan and here and hit his track up i think that'll be very cool uh and then uh, south america I'm, I'm sure i got a few brazilian friends so i'm not sure which uh, tracks are there oh yes then spain how can i forget spain uh with my friends uh, uh and juan martinez 
I think that's <laughs> I think that's uh, his name. That's how you pronounce his name. But Juan, yeah, those those guys, I'd love to. Um, and I have a few, uh, a good few hours. Maybe spend the day drifting with them. That'll be very cool. Uh, yeah, and then I think that's about it, really. And then obviously, uh, just going around and around uh, in the different regions here in the U.S. Uh, here, here in uh, SA. So that'll be uh, the DEVO track, uh, EDC, and the Drift Trap. So I plan on visiting them uh, sometime this year. And it's been coming up more often than not. Uh, it's about these newbie, uh, newbie guys wanting to convert all-wheel drive, all drive chassis into rear-wheel drive. Or, or using uh, uh, or converting a touring car into a drift car or converting a touring car into a rear-wheel drive car guys the, this is something we gotta address uh, properly um, but the way I like to approach it is I, got, I, I like to get a feel for the kind of drifter who's asking the question so just to get a know just to to know sort of what's his mindset and what does he want to achieve first of all uh and what and secondly why do you want to uh, do such a thing whereas you have technology out there that's affordable that you can go directly and not waste time and money uh trying to convert a tto one to to rear wheel drive and going through that entire exercise which people in the past have gone through so you know it's uh so to all to all the new guys uh, and I, and hopefully a few new guys will will be listening to all your new guys it's because you can or or you can go through the process of converting a car to rear wheel drive doesn't mean you should the reason why some of us uh tell you this when you ask the question uh how do i go about converting my hsp flying fish to rear wheel drive which actually is one of the questions i actually came uh, i did come across someone asked uh, on on the group like how can i convert my flying fish to rear wheel drive another one asked how can i convert my tto1 to rear wheel drive and <clears throat> although it's been done in the past uh, with the tto1 uh, it's been an, a long, hard, expensive, and extensive uh, mission to get the TTO1 to drift rear-wheel drive. And even then, it's not 100%. The whole design of the TTO1 doesn't lend itself to go rear-wheel drive. Uh, uh, and I don't want to... It's really a waste of time for you trying to convert a chassis like that into rear-wheel drive or a chassis like like the Flying Fish into rear-wheel drive. Or the, most recently, there was one question where somebody asked, how can I convert a XI to uh, rear-wheel drive? And the, uh, as you guys know, that's a, that's a, that's a full-on touring car. You're not going to have the the turning angle. You the the layout is is very different, um, and although you can convert it to let's just say uh, a drift car, it's never really going to be. Okay, sorry about that. Another loss in the network. Jeepers, it's going a bit crazy today. But anyway, so yeah, like I was saying, so that Sakura XI is a, is a touring car. How are you going to convert that to a proper rear wheel drive car? So I suggested to the guy, dude, you know what, this, the, the technology in the drift world has progressed so much that you don't need to uh, go and mission around with the, with the, an all-wheel drive car or a touring car and, and do conversions and, and modify parts and print new parts to make it work. Um, unless... Unless you are in the process of developing your own complete uh, rear-wheel drive uh, chassis, then I'd say, yeah, go for it. You have my full support uh, of, for that R&D uh, 
a situation you, you want to go through and that's that's all good and well but it really guys for the newbies move away from from converting uh, an all-wheel drive car into a rear-wheel drive car unless it's been designed with that concept in mind there's certain cars uh, certain drift chassis that have uh, that sort of uh, interchangeability if that's even a word uh, like for example the Sakura D4 all-wheel drive can be converted easily into rear-wheel drive just by removing the front uh, and the front parts uh, really because that's how they designed it to be then there's also things like uh, the DRB um, the the D like uh, hybrid also comes in all-wheel drive but people can but it's meant to be a, a, a rear-wheel drive chassis um, there's the the evil I've spoken with uh, Yoshizawa-san from D-Like and he's given me the step-by-step all-wheel drive to rear-wheel drive and the parts are there so the thought process behind it was already there so in the end guys for all the new guys especially and for all the old guys listening maybe you guys can can pass on to the, the message to the new guys don't waste your time and money converting your all-wheel drive car into a rear-wheel drive car when the technology exists to such a point that it's affordable for you to go rear-wheel drive it just depends how how do you want to drift socially do you want to drift competitively and then uh, go about uh, pursuing the, the that part of rc drifting so don't waste your time you're going to all the time and effort and money that you're going to invest and use up in trying to get uh, convert your all-wheel drive car into rear-wheel drive. You could use all of those, those resources and putting it into rear-wheel drive and making yourself into an amazing rear-wheel drive uh, driver. So think about that the next time you want to you wanna go down that road. Um, so then another guy asked me, you know, uh, and more recently... Yeah, he put up a picture of a flying fish and he said uh, so like what upgrades can I can I put this into this thing to make it a better drifter and then in the future he may want to go into rear wheel drive so I answered him like guy you know what if all that money you're going to use buying upgrades into your for your flying fish keep it save it for proper rear wheel drive uh, a car in the meantime, however, what you can do is buy a really nice uh, brushless combo, uh, buy good electronics, drift that, get your eye in and stuff, and then progress from there. So hopefully he takes uh, some of the advice from there and uh, applies it, and then uh, you know, happy drifting to him. So that'll be that'll be awesome. Um, yeah. So. Other than that, what are you guys uh, up to? What's your upcoming competitions? Um, Cape Town, Joburg, when's your next event? I hope you guys are getting ready because at some I am going to be visiting your region and hopefully joining in one of the... Uh, I'd like to come down when you guys have a competition to, to be part of it and uh, enjoy your competitions... Uh, on your end of the world uh, i think it'll be um, it's going to be very uh, helpful uh, for myself for my own personal growth with that being said uh, I, I know last night and this morning i had a bit of a rant or rant uh, with regards to drifting i had a very very frustrating day at uh, at the track yesterday very frustrating day the car wasn't um there wasn't any power uh, available at the track and my battery wasn't fully charged and i couldn't charge it and uh and then the car was um, was spinning out i wasn't getting enough grip and it was just frustrating and i had nobody to uh around me to bounce ideas off and uh or they their perspective on what's what's going right or going wrong with my chassis uh perhaps it was something that uh i wasn't looking at that maybe they saw 
and it's very very frustrating for me because um as much as uh uh i don't have anything against uh my guys here in durban uh with the re- the rear wheel drive guys i promise i don't have anything against them my only issue is that we don't have consistency with guys coming to the to the track uh so that we can all bounce off each other bounce off that energy uh and ideas and and then just help each other progress so it, it's very frustrating uh but with that being said i completely understand that that here down in sa uh, life is getting a little bit difficult so our priorities have to change a little bit in that unfortunately we got to focus more on on surviving than our hobbies uh, so it it certainly does cut down on our time uh and i totally understand that uh, you know people go through a rough time i myself go through a rough time and i'm not always able to be at the track but the difference is when i'm not at the track uh, i'm having a look at my chassis i'm reading up uh, i'm trying to get ideas about how to improve my chassis or how to improve my drifting i watch videos and i don't know if my people are doing the same uh, but yeah uh, i think yeah, yesterday at the track was extremely frustrating for me um and uh, especially for me, for me uh, and this is not to to blow my own horn but i'm like i'm on a i'm on a mission i'm on a journey to to get better in in drifting to improve myself constantly to progress in drifting because i feel that yes i while i may drift and i'm not too, and I, i'd say i'm not too bad at drifting but i want to get better i want to get right in there i want to be consistent uh i want to constantly be in uh you know uh be in the door or or just constantly hitting the marks uh and that's that's my aim and my my mission at the moment is to be extreme in a competition be extremely competitive uh in a socially just be extremely fun to drift with where i can you know i can without having to crash into him or able to lead a train where people are uh are happy to follow you know that kind of thing but what i found is that it's extremely difficult to get to that level when you're drifting alone like it, it, it's so it's so hard it's so hard and yes whilst i have so much of knowledge and uh and resources available uh, to me in terms of my my colleagues my friends my peers my mentors here in sa and the family here in sa my sa drifting fam and in my my fam from overseas the kamodi uh, family and everybody's uh, eager and willing to help at the drop of the hat if i have to ask any of them for help they always very eager to help but nothing beats having somebody right physically next to you uh, and helping you out as well so yesterday was really really got me flustered and frustrated um and yeah i i will i know i'll get over it but to reach the that kind of level and the progress that i that i want to achieve is just very difficult at the moment drifting alone so um comparatively guys in in joburg um they are getting together almost every week with during the week and they are drifting together it's not just one guy they are bouncing ideas off each other they they pushing each other to to drift better and their skill level have jumped tremendously in a very short period of time it's the same with the uh, cape town guys are there every wednesday or guys are there every weekend even if they can't make it uh, every weekend they are there more often than not and they are drifting with each other they asking for help they giving help and they are progressing and this is my guys in durban we we need to pick ourselves up i know we can do it 
don't let our track that we built up go to waste, which is slowly starting to happen again. I know uh, that sometimes it's hard to, uh, to get to the track, and that's okay. I completely understand. But if you can't go to the track, then you guys go silent. And then we can't, we can't have that. We need to pick ourselves up. So I think I've been talking for a huge amount of time here. Uh, it looks like I've been talking for about too long, perhaps. Um, so once again, thank you all so much for listening in. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, you guys can catch me every Mondays between half past six and seven o'clock Central African time or Central Asian time, CAT. Cat. So <laughs> you guys can catch me every Mondays there. I also upload all of my uh, podcasts on uh, on YouTube. So you, if you missed uh, this episode, you can always catch it on YouTube the next day. I always post up the link. Um, so yeah, it uh, really appreciate all the support and for getting me to episode number ten. Uh, I couldn't have done it without uh, without you guys' uh, support and encouragement. And I know at times I can get rather boring. Uh, so please forgive me for for those boring I put up. But I, I'm trying and uh, I can only do better with you guys' uh, input. So uh, thank you very much for all the criticisms and all the advice and ideas. You guys, awesome. You guys rock. I may be Bob Rock, but you guys rock. Um, and also just to remind everybody, um, so I'll be doing a small run of shirts, of t-shirts, if anybody is. Sorry about that, another net break in the network there. So like I was saying, um, um, episode 10, uh, I'll, be, I'll be doing a small run of, uh, of uh, t-shirts. Look, it's nothing special. It's just a little memorabilia uh for the sh uh, for the show, uh, one of the shirts I'm actually making for myself anyway. So there'll be a few others available if anybody's interested. Uh, I'll have a few shirts. If no one uh, wants to to buy them, that's fine. That's okay, because uh, in the in the next couple of episodes, uh, I'll be giving away a couple of shirts and maybe a couple of stickers uh, for you guys. So. It's not really to to make money off it, but it's just to um, what can I say? Just a little memorabilia of the show. So thank you again for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, have an awesome evening and catch you guys next week. Peace.